for four years in a row, without a doubt, every time we've seen the final, we've like, Anagan and City's taken this. Even from the, even from the quarterfinals, we can say City... And why would like you want to mess with the winning formula? No, no, my whole thing is this, ne? and without doubt, for four years in a row, City have bagged that. But with the Champions League, it's it's, it's a toss-up. Whereas even if they because were Because Barcelona didn't have that. Even with the... But we cut up our cup. We don't have to love Let them finish the job. I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still... I will never be defeated. It's Jay. And this is Chuck. What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Upfront podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. Welcome to this week's episode of Two Upfront. My name is Jay. On this day of recording, two years ago, Chuck, Avengers Endgame came out. Most memorable thought or most memorable, what? Most memorable memory? From that, and the fact that you had seen it before me, and you're like, I wait till you see Thor. Ah. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: the most memorable thing is that even though they did what they did to Thor and they dealt him a horrible blow by having him fat, by having Captain America wield uh, Mjolnir, he did kill Thanos. That's my overarching memory. With technically, technically, him. when it didn't actually count for anything. Obviously, you know my biggest memory when the captain picked up Mulno, or it, not even picked him up, like called him to himself. Man, I was ready to jump up and down in that cinema. Anyway, but right now we know who's the new Captain America. Shout out to Papa Dog. <laughs> Papa Shout Dog out from rapping in, in grimy arenas to <laughs> Karen's Prince must shield. be so proud. That's why they went. They took him to private school. To eventually, he'd be something better than a, a rapper, an underground rapper. Nice, Captain America. That's a lesson for all of you out there. If you've got children, have a real good marriage and take them to a private school. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's kick it. Let's get into it. Um, by the way, this is Chuck on this mic. Um, what's up, listeners? Carabao Cup. Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I, I saw glimpses of that, but what I saw was a one-sided affair. I. I was distracted, um, but every time I looked up to see the game and to see what was going on, it was City attack after City attack, and eventually City do what City do, which is win the Carabao Cup. It's four four times now out of the last five four. years. Yeah, so yeah, four out of four, four out of four in a row. Um, so basically, Cup yeah, they always make sure with the Darko Blue good season passes, and they make sure they win the Carabao Cup. But yeah, after doing it now for the fourth time, and considering, I mean. Largely with the bigger teams, big six, and maybe even the other teams as well. That's that's the, the tournament where they experiment or field uh, the players that don't get a lot a lot of game time. That's where they blood in new talent and whatnot. They only play the serious players, maybe maybe from quarters, but it's usually from semis and the final. Manchester City are the kings of this cup. Does it mean anything for Manchester City? Being which they they are the big boys and they want the Champions League. They want to continue winning the league as they have done. Does the Carabao Cup mean much to City? I think the fact that we're even asking this question is tells us what we have come to think about Manchester City and the expectations 
that we now carry for the team that is coached by Pep Guardiola when starting off a season every one of the teams particularly the big teams are aiming to win trophies one of the trophies that is available to you is the Carabao Cup and when you start off the season it is somewhere there on your vision board you know mm-hmm. and it's a great it's a great thing it is great to win i mean it's 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 not the FA Cup even it's not the Premier League it's not the Champions League it's not even the Europa um the Europa League but but it's a trophy you know it's 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 great for players like Azek Stefan who is who is the cup keeper in the Carabao to come in have that experience of winning a trophy and winning um with those teammates and it just fuels in a team like Manchester City who have bigger fish to fry and who've got bigger prizes that they have their eyes set on it just it sets the tone that you go into finals you play not necessarily the best football we've seen City play better than they played in the final and there were some concerning things about that but at the end of the day even though it was going late into the match into the last quarter of the match they managed to find the single goal that they needed um to bring home the result brought home the result they are Carabao Cup champions for a fourth time in a row and that just cements the dominance and also i think about as i'm saying like the way it's framed in my mind where you expect city to beat tottenham in the final one because tottenham are tottenham they don't win anything but also because we've seen them do this exact thing three times in a row now um but to to downplay it actually speaks to how great this city team uh, have been under pep guardiola mm-hmm. and the 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 astronomical expectations that just not only the fan base but as as onlookers of the game have of this team but at the end of the day the truth of the matter is if you win a cup it is a significant achievement so i think this is not one of those instances um that justify all this statement with the trophies mask what's happening with the team i think city or a juggernaut have been good and i think to an extent it 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 validates the money spent the money put into the team the collection of talent that's in the team a guardiola led team to at least have something a piece of silverware every season and i mean i think this cup means uh as 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 different value to different teams it would have meant the world to tottenham because they don't have anything really would right have. but at the same time at every at every start of the season we don't quite regard it but it is one of four when we talk about an unprecedented um, quadruple that City were going for. It is one of four. It is part of a domestic treble if you are aiming for a domestic treble. But we don't quite put in, we, the teams, don't quite put in that amount of effort that they do. Uh, or they're not as invested as they do in the league or in the Champions League if they are participating in such competitions. But if you are a Burnley, you want it because you only have three, three trophies available. You want it. So Spurs wanted it as bad as a Burnley would, but if not more, because they are one of the giants and they couldn't quite get it. But I think to to answer what does it mean for City, I think it, it means that they can continue winning. As It's one thing to be there and there, but I mean, it, it could so easily have been um, a Solskjaer season with United. We were yeah. there in the semis, we were there in the semis, we were close, but they went all the way and they proved that, proved that they can go all the way all the time. And I think this is testament, Jay, with, with what you were saying. They didn't have their best game, but they know how to win. And granted, one goal was enough because Tottenham didn't offer much on the day. I think they also let themselves down with their performance. 
But if you know how to win, and even these cups, they they all they all rack up and they all add to legacy. Because City was not doing this ten years ago. They, no, they were not even one. They won one. So the fact that they can do four in a row, I think we we need to give them their props, um, the team, the collection, and Upep. I mean, because even when he was struggling as a to England without anything in his first season, this is one of the things that showed us that Upep can win a cup. You know. What what you speak to um, in terms of this is not something that was part of the City Fabric about a decade ago. Mm. The fact that this win actually marks um, a record in this competition. I think the four wins in a row are a record and the eight total wins by a team ties the all-time record. These are things that we are starting to speak now um, about City. These are the tones in which we are mentioning Manchester City that one of the competitions in England, they are the record champions. Again, something that was far from our utterances just a decade ago. But now, when you think about a Tottenham, who were actually um, surpassed by City with this eighth uh, championship of the Carabao Cup. And it it begins to legitimize City in, 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 in those ranks of the biggest teams in England because we know it's not just about the revenue. It's not just about um, the clout and the acclaim that you have worldwide. But it is, it is very much about history. What's your history? What is your pedigree? And now, however you want to spin it, however you want to look at it, you cannot take away the fact that when you talk about who has won the Carabao Cup or the EFL Cup the most times in history, the first thing that is going to come to your, to your lips is Manchester City. Mm. You know, So it's big in, 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 in that regard. But I also think winning a final it also brings the players the coaching staff and just everyone at 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 manchester city into into the view that they are in the home stretch because when you start playing particularly this season because this this trophy usually the final is played much earlier um in the calendar but because of covid and how um things have been moved around it's come at this stage of the season late into april but this is the first final of 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 the english calendar right mm. so winning this as well as i'm saying brings everyone into in 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 line with the fact that oh we are playing for prizes now mm. and it's been a long season it's been a drag there's been injuries and you get you get lethargic towards towards the latter parts of of the season but it is the teams who can actually push through all of the adver like adver adverse situations that they've come across and that feeling tired or just maybe seeing the holiday of the summer just around the corner and and not thinking about it while you're on the pitch mm. those teams and those players those are the ones who actually end up being able to push through and 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 win the big prizes and this is where city find themselves as guardiola was speaking about that they do have their eye on the big prize which is the champions league but this is, is, is a good stepping stone. Um, again, as I said in previous weeks, that when you speak to champions, it's a different conversation. Mm. And now going into a, a Champions League semifinal and hopefully for them final, you can, you, can, you can bring them back to this moment and everything that you can take from winning a cup final. I mean, lots of players will say that win, winning becomes a habit. Once you do it, you want more of it, you want more of it. And you learn how to push yourself in the best possible position to get more of it. And I also want to add to all of that, Jay Uti, 
I feel this this for me also cements um, a period of dominance by Manchester City because in the Ferguson era, this was a cup that Ferguson got from time to time as well. Yeah. When Abramovich got onto the Chelsea, um, got to the club, they also got to the club, to the trophy there from time and time again. Multiple times. Yeah. Yes. And you find that Uti, Liverpool won the Champions League, Liverpool won the league, but it, it's nothing that they took. You know, they never. It was just that one trophy, that one big trophy, that one thing, and and that's why I think. It's hard for them to. Yes, they've had injuries. Yes, it was COVID. There's a lot of things to add to Liverpool's woes and why they're not where they should be. But when you look at the fact that all of us have been hit by the same problems, uh, maybe not as big in terms of um, the context of injury for Liverpool, but money, um, time period, and turnaround for games and whatnot, City are still there. They're still the same City that that they were for three or four years um, in seasons gone by. So. I think if you're able to keep doing this, it it, it, it it speaks a lot about who the team are. So, Jay, I want to ask this question, right? Um, just pop, 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 popped up in my head right now. Do you do you think it's good, um, for the sake of winning, do you think it's good for which we've got our B team playing in the Carabao Cup for the start of it up until Sfiago's semi-final, and then we put in our first team players to make sure we get over the line? Um, Zach Stefan was kept, and he did the whole thing, and that was good. But do you think it's fair on the team? Do you think it, it takes something away from the team? Or do you think must win it's a team win anyway? Fair, boo-hoo. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you feel like you should be in the squad... I mean, sports football is, is a meritocracy, right? Mm. You get in there because you should be in there. You, you weren't being in there based on previous performances, based on what the coach is seeing from you in training. If you can outperform the other guy, if you can take his spot, it's there for you to take. And if your performances in the previous rounds um, indicate to the coach that, you know what, uh, perhaps we should actually stick with you going forward, then you've auditioned for the coach. And rightfully so, you have earned your place in the team. But if in the interim, when the, the, the first teamers, put it that way, in the, in the Premier League, in the Champions League, in the other more important competitions, if they are putting their best foot forward and you've got a trophy on the line, um, this is not the occasion where I'm, I'm trying to nurse people's feelings. What we're trying to do here is very clear. The mandate um, is, 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 is simple and there's only one of it and that is to just simply win. And if you are then part of the team and you cannot you cannot um partake in the joy of winning because you did not actually have your place in the team as you had in previous rounds, maybe you shouldn't be there. Maybe what that should do actually is, is to inspire you that this is great, but I actually want to contribute with um my gameplay down the line. Do better, earn your place. And go on and win finals for 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 your team, whereas you have someone then behind you who's chomping at the bit to come take your place. Earn it. I feel Jay is good to it. Ah, it's man, it's it's a bit. I I I feel robbed because I wonder if I'm I'm the Aston Villa kids playing against Liverpool. I understand our fixtures are congested. I'm a player where see I have a sneaky chance. Next round, chances of none of us are ever gonna wear that that Villa shirt again. I get that, right? But I'm a first team member. I have, I have, based on merit, I have got, we, as the people who are playing all these other rounds, have gotten the team thus far. They weren't there. He says, right? And yes, because maybe we're not as good or you don't trust us as much. But at the end of the day, it is a cup you wanted. We, we got you to the place that is the final. In the end, to give it to someone else when we've shown we can do it. The question is, when will we then... Sh- prove to you that we can we are good enough to play against Premier League opposition because 
that is the only reason why the first team players come because Mark Fair was semi-finals, the whole finals is now proper competition. You're now playing against one of the other giants. But if Sheffield's in the final, those teams, Roy Dillep's son was going to come back and play as a striker. But then, then the question is, nobody is in a position, I'm no longer good enough for this cup. Where else would yes, I find Yes, that's the truth of the matter. You where, are not good where enough else for would I find this proven ground? match right now. Because this tournament was supposed to be the proven ground. And then again, it's him in Kankland. You, you're, you're you're you, you, you're gonna find it the same way if Foden found it. If you are good enough, Chuck, if you are good enough, you are going to be noticed. Um, because you know, perhaps it's because as fans, we don't actually get to um watch and sit in on, on, on training mm. and we don't consider it as proving ground as much as we do. Uh, and you can hear it, the way that friends speak about it. It's like, why isn't he getting a chance in the team? Why isn't he getting a run on the team? How is the coach ever going to see what he's capable of? And there's some truth in that. Obviously, um, match day competition is very different from what you see, what, what happens at training. Mm. But even at training, these guys um, at this level, they're highly competitive. And they know, they know that the wolf is at the door. Every single time that they step onto a training field and they look across the opposition and someone who plays the same position as they do, this guy is coming for my job. And the guy who's coming for their job, he also knows that. And he's thinking to himself, yeah, we're part of the same team, but we are competing for a single spot and I am trying to take your job, right? Mm -hmm. So it's competition. And if you prove yourself to be better, even in, 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 in that scenario where it's a training, where you're going up against each other, mano a mano, then you're going to get your chance in the team. And the other thing I want to say is the truth of the matter is, Chuck, when we speak about squad depth, right, and the reason even that teams have as many players as they do is because it is unsustainable for them to play the number of matches that they do throughout the season with a small squad. But in fact, if you look at a if you look at a tournament like the World Cup, for example, the same players will play from game one to game seven. Ideally, what every coach is trying to find is 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 their best eleven. And if 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 the the frailties of the human body were not a reality, they would absolutely play the same eleven guys every single week. If you only had between ten and twenty five games to play in a season, mm. those guys would never get a run in the team. No one else would ever get get a run in the team. And me as a coach as well, I wouldn't even risk it if I know that well. There's nothing to be gained by sitting my best players. Then I would play my best players every single time. So those situations present themselves as high leverage moments like in semifinals and in finals. And when those times then present themselves, you always are going to go with the 11 that you would go with every other week. As That's I'm true. saying, if fatigue was you, not a, you a scenario. A, a very good case and, and, and it's all facts. It's just good to Jay, man. I can't get rid of the, of, of the feeling what my best is to my detriment. If I play well, it's field final, and it's like, why the hell am I here? And so you trusted me enough to do it. But I may say, figure, semi-final or final, you're like, no, you're not good enough anymore. And when you go now to the World Cup uh, example, we'll take the experiments a Euro. When you're playing against Liechtenstein and Abo San Marino, let's figure World Cup. You must have selected from then. Okay, now I'm things that's now. You're not gonna then all of a sudden say, "Uti, no, Jala can send Marine, but we're gonna overlook you." But what was the point of it? What was the point of it? Because we needed to give some players rest. Jay, like, it's it, like, it's like you might feel bad about that. As I said, boo hoo. I think, I think with things like that, yeah, that's how United lost like a player like Paul Pogba. Oh, Jala, Lama Cup, Lama EFL, but some of the league. 
I remember, if I'm not mistaken, the one of the games that was somewhat, if I could say, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was when United was in need of a midfielder, people were injured. Paul Pop was an, was an option. Instead, they played a defender who has Premier League experience, a defender in a midfield position when he was there. So it was like, you can't trust me to take the midfield. And lo and behold, Pogba is what Pogba is. Right? And so I'm saying, if you never put us in a, in a, in a, if you never put me in the fire, Jay, how, because we're city at the end of the day, we are city. And Uzinchenko graduated, fine, took him a while, Zinchenko graduated. Now Angelino is doing wonders for Leipzig. I don't know if he's good enough to come back for his city, but he's, he's performing and he shows himself to be a, a decent player. But if you never give me that, that opportunity, because give the person to Usain Bolt. And it's like because you say both is better than you. Because the better I do is more to my detriment. No, Chuck. If you are that good, if you are that good, and you keep proving yourself, you are gonna get into the team. Like the Pogba situation, Pogba and Sir Alex just that just didn't work out um, for multiple reasons. But in a situation whereby a you prove yourself to be the better option than what we have been going with thus far. And we had, we had never known this no, no, until not, we saw not, you not in the earlier rounds. Not the better option, because if I was the better option... Chuck, we can't, just, we can't just give you caps but because, I've been, I've well, we want to reward enough. you for what you've done before. Whereas it, 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 it does not make sense when we put you up against who are we omitting from the team by playing you. Here's my argument. Now, I am saying I, I am not good enough to... Let me not stop my argument like that. <laughs> there are there there is a better player or a more uh, a more established player in my position. Therefore, Champions Carabao Cup, and I've been proving to be good enough to keep my Carabao Cup place, and I've been good enough to keep to make the team to make sure the team progresses to the next stage. My whole thing is, other other players Jay won't progress. Uh, uh, in the same way, they need to be put to the test, and then they, they graduate and become better players. But if it's wrong, Jan Abu Wimbledon, Jan Abu Sheffield, Jan Abu Fulham, but Mark Figgy Tottenham, you take that away from me. Then Red, come come to the office and say you've got a problem. We're going to put you on loan because Jay, training is not matched. We know that. When actually start training, we flop all that. That's why players always come into the team. But we're like, we always wonder out to ourselves. We're going to why more players are liberated in because he's the best striker according to your training. But game day, it's not endings, right? But you see, so what I'm you're the, in that, in that, in that case, you're arguing for a guy who's not performing and should be replaced by someone who might give a better showing in, in their position. But in a case like with, so with, with the Carabao Cup final, like something that you said, for example, yeah. is like, why am I losing my place? It's not your place. That's the thing. It, it even my place it, it's not your No, it's not your place. It is not your place. You you have no rights. You you have no hereditary rights or anything of the sort to the <laughs> position that you have been given. It is it, it's been granted to you because of what you've done. Yes, yeah. and you've kept the position up to a point because of what you were doing. Also, because you need to understand, we have need of you to plug this position so that we can give the guy who is who is the incumbent in that position some rest so that when if and when we get to a place where we can actually play a semi or a final he is going to come back in unless in the interim you've proved wildly beyond beyond our expectations that you should actually keep your place why, why must progress have elements of these astronomical changes of form because there needs to be a reason chap like why you are playing ahead of example. another guy that not just example. because oh you know what we feel we feel we, and, and we, we feel move, bad for you for taking this position from you because you've to, been playing to, them, ne, to ask the question what do they need to get to the next level to actually win something there i said that because jay 
we, we witnessed Harry Kane have not one of his best days. Harry Kane was recently injured, Mara Simse Velika, because Harry Kane needs to play in the Carabao Cup. So, I mean, obviously for them, it's a matter of priorities. And top four might be lost uh, for us. And let's put all our eggs in the basket. About some time, we don't know. Uh, is it Vinicius? Who's the guy? No. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Vinicius either. Even though he was scoring a, like I've seen him play, and I would not, I would not trust him in that position. But you know, like for example, well, remember, you know how we've spoken about um, how um, Vernon Philander should not have come into into the Proteus team. Mm. Same thing with Harry Kane. Actually, should not have started the Champions League final after mm. he was out with the injury and the team was doing well. You see, in a situation like that, the guy that you wanna you you wanna start ahead of the incumbent in that situation, although he is a star name, at this present moment in time, he's been injured. Why would you go with him? You know, mm-hmm. but if he's at his best, yeah, of course he goes ahead of the, of of him. Not on his on not on his name, but on his performances. So that's if Sheffield Wednesday, and fine now it's Tottenham. It's a different kettle of fish, ne? But my performances, have, I've been scoring a goal lap, assisting lap, or say I win. Yes, you were doing it against Wimbledon. Like we don't, we, we don't. We don't want to. We don't want to take. We don't want to take the chance that you may not actually do it against Spurs. Maybe one of these days in your career you'll be able to do it, and we'll find out along the way. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll figure out how we do it. We'll find out along the way. But you know what we know right now? We know that this guy can do it against Spurs or against a a, a bigger position because we've seen him do it before. He has proven himself. Go ahead and prove yourself as well, just as that guy has, and you'll get your shot. Simple as. I'm just saying when they thrust well, um, Marcus Rashford into uh, Europa final, Chuck, the Europa y- competition. You should. Y- you are nowhere. You're, 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 you're the person who gives participation trophies, aren't you? No, I'm the person who says if Nigeria see it through, I'm not going to sing in the Champions League squad. I'm not saying in the league. You push on. The more I did well, you're like, I say I'm going to have a Kevin. I think that's dirty. I'm pretty certain, Chuck, you are the participation trophy parent, eh? Nah, I think that's dirty. <laughs> no, but but Jay, if, if I'm gonna say to them, if I'm gonna say, guys, run run two two kilometers for the school against the school, I so fear the school manager with the reputation like, yeah, guys, we can be in the first place. Nah, I think that's dirty, man. How will I develop you if I do that to you? I think that's that's damaging. at the highest level of the game. It is not in it, it is not my first priority to develop you when I have developed people. Like I have done that. And I and and this is my reward for having done that. That's they play ahead of you and they win me the trophies. That's my issue. And then you will you will develop under these guys. I'm not Champions League because they always make sure they talk about Carabao Cup. My experience here. So are you, suggest, are you, are you, are you suggesting that Kevin Kevin De Bruyne must sit maybe in yeah. the Champions League and have no, no, like the I'm other saying, guys play ahead of I'm him? I'm saying let Kevin and them focus on the league and the Champions League. No, because so that when they years, when they lose in the Champions League, they at least have the Carabao Cup. For four years in the for four years in a row, without a doubt, every time we've seen the final, we've like Anaganda and City's taken this. Even from the even from the quarterfinals, we can say City. And why would like you want to mess with a winning formula? No, no. My whole thing is this, ne? And without doubt, for four years in a row, City have bagged that. But with the Champions League, it's 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 a toss up. Whereas even if they because were because even with the Carabao Cup, because now everybody's in everybody's let them finish the job. Because even if it's against Wigan, that was not the mandate. This is not something that was said to you in the beginning. See, as we hand you, it is a privilege to even play for any of these teams. To even be in this in, in in the position of running out onto the field with that shirt 
on your back. So when you are then sat down for someone else to come into your place, if you want to pout, again, come into the <laughs> office and say that you're unhappy with your playing time and we'll make a plan about it. We'll either transfer you out or we're going to put you on loan and we will get to observe you and come to a decision that, you know what, when you come back, maybe this is what we want to upgrade you to in terms of your playing time. Until then, again, just do your job and good things hopefully will happen for you. So speaking of the Carabao Cup and yeah, we said Tottenham needed this badly. What do you think Tottenham need to make sure that they get things like Carabao Cup in the bag? Granted, they played against City and yeah, you need a whole lot and you need to be present on the day to, to beat City. What do you think City, uh, Tottenham need? Because Banosona and Kane and they got to a final but that still wasn't enough on the day. Do, do, do you think they need to show up the defence, make a star signing, get a few more names? Is it, is it the coaching? What? Because Tottenham have been progressing for a couple of months, or sorry, a couple of seasons, but they've stagnated in terms of they're not really challenging. They they look close to challenging the one season, and now they're not there anymore. Kumakab, mm, they're not really there, but they're a great side. We, we can't deny that. What do they need to actually get something behind their name? Man, it's hard to say. Um, but I think of Tottenham perhaps in the same way I would think of Liverpool prior to Klopp arriving. And that's what they need. Uh, they need the coach with the vision. They need a coach who has a clear idea in terms of what he wants to do that aids a team to win competitions. And then they need players. Um, they need more than just Son and Kane. Uh, as much as previously said that they should be doing better and i genuinely believe that they should be doing better with son and kane of 2020 2021 who have been marvelous but more than that they have gareth bale in their books but that is the shadow of gareth bale that is not gareth bale as we had come to know him in his previous incarnations at spurs and at his pomp at real madrid so that level of player that bale of 2011 or when he was at real madrid and other players who are approaching the level of Son and Kane, maybe two or three, three more, you know, mm. in the midfield, because uh, unfortunately, Elasalso in in that situation, the game is too big for him. It seems. Uh, also looked promising at some point, but now this season he really was, and that's why. And, and we thought that when we first saw him, that well, they've they've got some good players, and he's a good player, mm. you know. But I think I feel like he's taken a step uh, backwards, or he hasn't taken. The step that we anticipated that he would he he would do yeah. this particular season, um, and then all around when you look at where the help is supposed to come from uh, come from, it it's it's not coming. I mean, I was I've been looking at Regulon, for example, the past couple of games, and I, I I can't for the life of me figure out how did this guy win best left back in Spain. <laughs> I can figure it is probably because Alba was out injured that particular last season, yeah. and that's that that's why he got there. But I look at him and he doesn't give you much you know and they've got a lot of these players like okay these guys they're good players but in 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 terms of them getting you over the line to actually win things and when you are going to be going up against a position like city to actually win trophies to get you beyond that point those guys just aren't cutting it so they need a coach who's a good a, a good coach who's got a vision and can and and, and can impress that upon the team and they need better players to be able to execute that game plan. So basically, they need a lot. They do. Um, uh, this they is why this is why they are in the position that they are. They taught them, Chuck. <laughs> I mean, because 
number one, you, you need to make sure that Son and Kane stay because if you lose them, then you've taken ten steps yeah, that's true. In, in the other direction. But then the question is, if we're looking at the Liverpool model, which is which worked a treat for Liverpool because you saw them coming, you saw them improve, and then eventually they built a dynamite team that was able to chase down City all the way to the end, get Champions League, get a league, and even now, even though they're struggling, it's something that there's still something with this team that can be worked on. But how long does Kane, how long does Son stay for in the project building up to what Tottenham could potentially be, even if they get the right manager? Do you think if they get, say Pep, hypothetically speaking, Pep uh, changes and goes to Tottenham, do you think that keeps, like maybe Pep is a big, big, big factor. <laughs> Let's say uh, Ancelotti or whatever, someone who's, who's got um, uh, clout in the game, comes to Tottenham and says, oh, guys, I've got a three-year project and by year three I want to win at least FA Cup and League Cup by year by year four I want to win the league. Do you think that keeps Kane or Son? Because they've been they've been struggling and they've been trying to push and get some because Pochettino was the one with the vision. Pochettino did improve the team from uh, from the time Pochettino was good at Southampton. Came to Tottenham, did the exact same thing in terms of turning the team around in one season and then from there on they were just climbing and getting better and better and better. But they hit a plateau. So do you think they can keep those players? Because even if Mo aired up it's time on the ones who've already been there. I'll keep this short. In 2017, Harry Kane was asked the question, um, what would he like to happen in his career in the next three years? And he said that he would like to see himself winning trophies. Three years ago. This mm. is four years later. He's won nothing. If I'm if I'm Kane, and if I'm Son, like crying my eyes out as I did after that final whistle, Which I want no, no part to. of it. I, I, I have, I have no, pa- <laughs> I have no patience for a rebuilding project. I am what these guys are what, 27, 28, and if you're gonna ask them to give you another four, five years, you are talking about them entering their early 30s, with the hope that now things are gonna come to fruition. No, um, if I am them too, mm-hmm. I am out of there as soon as the opportunity presents itself. And if I'm Daniel Levy, maybe that you do cash in on those two guys. Get. A hundred and however million for them, and then go on that project, okay. reinvest in the team. As now, I, I've got this question now: Where do they get it wrong? Because Jay, they were progressing there, and I want to bring out the contrast of United. We look at last season; we probably would agree. But if United have a different coach, a better, more experienced coach, they don't have three semi-finals and nothing to show for it. They probably get something. It's Tottenham. I don't know what we're Tottenham not at that level at some point in, in, in the in the past seasons where which they just needed that one thing but then they've just not progressed since then it seems like they've taken a step back even with the introduction of Mourinho it seemed like Mourinho had inherited obviously he had because of the league position and what was not happening under Pochettino they've gone back so even Mourinho had to go try to get back to Pochettino level for them to go forward so are we saying that the Spurs will not be fixed like it's like I feel like Spurs were punching above their weight for a long time under under Pochettino. Uh, that is that is how they finessed the football world in finding themselves in the Super League. Mm. Because why are they amongst those teams? You know, <laughs> and it was a great period relative to Tottenham. It was a great period in mm. the in the in the recent history. This is a team that haven't won the league in sixty years. Like they've won what two EFL Cups in the last thirty years. So. This is who they are, actually. Mm. This ooh, the incarnation that we are seeing more and more of since towards the end of Pochettino's um, reign and throughout Mourinho's reign. This is who Spurs are, and they just have a really beautiful stadium. 
and that is something that may attract some of the best players. They you you think of Spurs as a big team, and kudos to Pochettino for making everyone think that. But the truth of the matter is, they're not as 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 big as the teams who actually go on to win the big trophies. And again, those 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 two players, Son and Kane, need to look around and recognize that this is where they are. And nothing good in in the way of being successful is going to happen for them while they persist playing for this team. And if you want to win, you don't do it at Tottenham. History tells us that. If you want to win, you need to go somewhere else. That's why Gareth Bale left. That's why Botrich left. That's why a lot of players left. But we're not there. Yeah, so in, in the end, they had their chance. Um, one of the few chances that they've had in, in, in a while. They didn't take it. And yeah, back to square one. City, sorry, City, um, Tottenham will have their fingers crossed that next season they've got Son and Kane, but we don't know if that will be the case. Let's go to something more inspiring. Winners, yeah, actual winners. winners. So, the e- 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 Premier League have finally come around to uh, what I'd say is American culture, the baseballs, the footballs, the NBAs, WWE, recognition and an actual Hall of Fame where they celebrate the stars and the athletes that have contributed to their league being what they are. So the first two to get in there, Jay, is Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. Any complaints? No, none whatsoever. Um, Alan Shearer. You know, when I think about Alan Shearer, maybe like most people of our generation, think about Alan Shearer and Newcastle. He's synonymous with Newcastle United and that famous salute celebration of his. Um, That's the best thing ever, though. Yes, it's... It's, it's plug and play. Any game, any goal, first goal, hat trick goal. It doesn't matter. You just it. it's 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 one of those iconic celebrations. And I mean, for me, my 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 first instance of coming across Alan Shearer was same time as as Terry Henry actually at the ninety eight World Cup. Mm. But what I remember, what I remember of 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 both of them with Alan Shearer, I just remember him being the the England captain, um, and he was a striker, but. Don't remember much of his play in that tournament because that tournament for me in where England are concerned was marked by Michael Owen and his 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 phenom like abilities at eighteen years old and David Beckham because David Beckham, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then Thierry Henry was like one of one of the young guys in the French team that beat South Africa and it's like okay, like they've got this yeah, twenty one, twenty two year old. And then in terms of their career in the in, in, in the EPL, it's very easy to forget because he played for Newcastle for the majority of his EPL career. But Alan Shearer actually did win a Premier League title. In in the mid-90s, he was playing for, for Blackburn, having been signed from Southampton uh, on a British um, transfer fee, record transfer fee. Goes to Blackburn um, and he scores, what, three seasons in a row, he scores over 30 goals in the league which is something that has not been seen since. So young, even, Alan Shearer was prolific. And then at the end of that three-year period, he was, he was at Blackburn for four seasons, at the end of the three-year period of almost 100 goals, he is scouted, or rather he is wanted by Newcastle, who are his home, home, hometown team, grew up supporting them, and a certain Sir Alex Ferguson. Right, he he chooses to go with his heart, and he goes he goes to the Geordies, and he ends up being the the he doesn't win anything with Newcastle, by the way, never won a damn thing at Newcastle. Ended up as the record um, 
goal scorer and he's a legend in the game uh and i feel he rightly does belong in in in, in the hall of fame because you think about Shera and you 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 see him scoring goals and the way he scored goals as well when you watch his highlights even he's always thumping the ball you never see like oh a delicate chip I'm over the keeper is. those are not the things that you're going to see you're just going to see him like pounding the ball and the back of the net rattling and yeah i think it should be there uh i'll come back on terry and the one thing that players or teammates ask for all the times make sure <laughs> Alan Shira oh he made sure, sure hey <laughs> I mean, here the uh, the numbers throughout. Um, he's well, maybe Kunalawa that are not so rosy the season. But here the Blackburn numbers: first season, sixteen goals, and then he does what Jay was quote was talking about: thirty-one, thirty-four, thirty-one. This is now three back-to-back seasons. Gets signed to Newcastle, returns with twenty-five goals, and then obviously there's a season where he's only playing seventeen games, but he, and has two goals. And then he comes back, does fourteen, does twenty-three. Has a season where he's injured again with five goals, has 23, has 17, has 22. And I mean, it, it's what we were talking about, Jay. Wute. It's sort of like a hurricane thing. Wute. You're doing the numbers, you're playing very well, but for the wrong team. Um, so Alex Ferguson did want him. And I, and I, I mean, look, we can't in the end complain as United fans because we had Dwight York and we had Andy Cole, uh, Teddy Sheringham, we had Oli Gunnar There was like very potent fire, fire, um, firepower there. But I think with with Alan Shearer, I don't know. Maybe Sir Alex Ferguson has another trophy, which is some something in Europe, one or two. Because cometh the hour, cometh the man. It's just good to the hour, the Jordi hour is not the United hour or the Chelsea hour or the or the Arsenal hour in the era that he was playing in, because he wasn't often enough in, in on the big stage for him to deliver because of the team he was playing for. But Minaje, my memory of. Ooh, 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 Alan Shearer, sadly though, and it's not my, any of my doing, it's just because of my age and accessibility to football. I got to see him towards the end, the latter ages of his career. But when you look back at highlights and how he's scoring, and how he do, the boy was a goal machine. Or the man, because he's older than me, was a goal machine. He is he, very different to the other inductee, which is Thierry Henry, who was more of a footballer. He's your typical she, British centre yeah, forward. The number one, number nine, the Leroy yeah. Funai, always there in and around in the box. He did everything. Left foot, Strong, right foot, can score head, his yeah, head. Yeah, would run the whole game, and he was always there. So I mean, not 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 to not, not to also take away from the fact that he was he also had a decent enough in English career. So I mean, if you're number one all-time goal scorer, go EPL must be an easy pick. So there we have Alan Shearer, and then we have uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, Bavavum, the other one, Thierry King Andre. Henry. Yeah, so. Go, go, have revel, enjoy this moment, an Arsenal player, go. Quite simply, Thierry Henry is the greatest footballer the Premier League has ever seen. No, actually, let me rephrase that. Thierry Henry is the greatest premiership footballer of all time. The greatest footballer the premiership has ever seen is Cristiano Ronaldo. But when considering exploits in the league and for the, for the length that the, the performances were given... Thierry Henry is unlike anything I have seen at Arsenal, particularly. Um, and there are very few players that you've ever seen and play who are like Thierry Henry. I mean, what is it to say about Thierry Henry? Like, he was as fast as a gazelle. He was gracious. And he had the arrogance of an emperor on a field. He was the second coming of Cantona in, in, in that way. And you, you felt when he hit his peak and he hit his stride at Arsenal that... 
he was in control of everything that was going on on the field and he had a self-belief that he was better than everyone that he was going up against and he was um you can ask Carragher and how he set him down against Liverpool and he's got another goal against Leeds where he runs from from the, from the center of the field and I tend to speak about players who are who are who are differently talented um Thierry was one of those guys it's 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 actually uncanny when I look at Mbappe and how much he reminds me of Thierry and for me um I I wax lyrical about him like that because he is one of my three favorite players of all time like quite easily and Thierry is the reason why there are so many Arsenal fans today who are heartbroken because he drew so many fans into supporting that team and when he was at his best he was truly a phenom and something to behold to a point where I feel that he was he 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 is the one player I reckon was most snubbed for a Ballon d'Or. Oh, I definitely uh, agree. I mean, I I I simply remember the the season where you uh, Arsenal Invincible. played. Yeah, and when they played Barca in the final of the Champions League, and if 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 Thierry Henry, if you if you take away the red card and he if he has one or two better players on the day because he was willing in that team to win, but Bongaloni that that particular season that campaign the Champions League we're talking Thierry Figil. And for me, as as the opposition, um, being which I support United, and that trademark goal, which is one of the most famous in Premier League history, where he's chipping the ball and shooting on the turn, that's that's beautiful. Um, the fact that it was against my team, I guess you you don't even count that. But with Thierry Henry, when you when you draw the parallels with Mbappe, if people are watching Mbappe now, is those are players who will be bad the day they fall out of love with football, never on their ability, because yeah. the way they run at players, they. The job is already half done. The the the, the way they, they 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 direct their play. I mean, Chelsea and Richie, when you when you got the ball on the left side of the box, we always we knew it was like how Robin's gonna cut in and, and hit. We knew the trademark finish. Yeah, you knew. You know what he's gonna do the, exactly. It's, it's a Chelsea and Rico. I mean, and then you look at the fact that oh, awesome thing, I'm to lie, midfielder converted him into a striker, and it was genius because he played like a combination of those two. That's why I mean, Shira was a striker, Thierry was a footballer. Yeah. Because Terry has got, as you're saying, the greatest touch. As the, you give him any ball, Ganja, whether he has to chest it down or, or, or atape with left or right, at that point, when he kills the ball, whoever owes a marker, chances are Yamsha. And you're not going to win the ball over yeah. him. Especially, if, especially if, he, if he gets you on his back yeah. and you can see him, he puts his foot on the ball, looks around. And that's what I say. Like, he looks like he is just in supreme control. Sure, he's going up against other professional footballers, but there is a sense that these guys are beneath me and I am going to do as I want, as long as I want, and there's nothing they can do. There are so, there are so many instances of him actually doing keepy-ups in the mm. middle of the game. Mm. And uh, you look at that and you think to yourself, you know, you, we've, heard, we've heard these mindsets, like, just kick him, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it doesn't even feel like guys can even get to him. And underrated was his strength, because he was a big boy, actually. Yeah. Mm. And in and, and, and some instances, if you are not just falling far behind him because he's just that much quicker than you, you are bouncing off of him as well, you know? It, it, it was like what Real Madrid had at their peak, Mabano Ronaldo. But the team, the team is hanging, in, and then there's this other piece on the field. Yeah. That's why you have the Invincibles, because then you can count... Perez was also stellar in, in a couple of seasons. You have Lundberg, you have Oviera, you have Oberkamp, who was also a very good complement to Thierry Henry. Even in the time of Nabo over Maza, Safiu Thierry. Thierry Henry was special, man. Like, you, you, I, I don't know if you, you can be a Premier League fan and hate on him. 
Nah, you can't. Most of the things that are beautiful about the Premier Premier League are Thierry Henry, to be honest. Um, and I say that as as, as an Arsenal fan, sorry, as a United fan, no, say it doesn't even doesn't even matter. That's how good he is. When you, when he's one of those good. players who transcend the the team that they play for. That's this is why actually in this day and age, it's sad when you see um, Ronaldo or Messi fanboys and how they treat the other guy. Yeah. You know, it's like you need to pause and take in the fact that you're privileged to watch any of these two talents and to just be on the camp of the one guy so much so that you cannot even appreciate greatness unlike anything you've ever seen you I mean, you're cheating yourself of uh, like quite a unique experience i had another feather to his cap people would say when this story would come out of games that united have won look at the stats and say damn i'm still a couple of goals behind this guy and Reed yeah. was a goal machine he Root was more in the mode in the, of a share, yeah, where you, he's just there to score goals. Yeah, he camped in the box, but still couldn't get two Terry numbers. So you know, it actually, it actually had um, skipped over me until I was while I was watching the Premier League last season, and when De Bruyne was chasing the assist record um, all all time in the Premier League, the record belonged to Thierry Henry. Like, and in that particular season, he scored twenty four goals and had twenty assists. You want to talk numbers? That's yeah. that's 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 ridiculous. You know, I, I mean, he's got four golden boots, and I think he's 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 got two or three um, PFA Player of the Year awards. And as I say, the only thing that he didn't get um, as an individual while playing in the Premier League was that Ballon d'Or. But in terms of players, yeah, as I say, I've seen in the Premier League, he's 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 the greatest of that era. I think for also uh, in that period of time, there was this narrative which you're not going to win much as an as a player in the, in the EPL. Yeah, it was more of a slight. It was a continental, yeah, and stuff. So, some of that did play a role. Um, but and I mean, he did lose to peak uh, Zidane and and Ronaldinho. So, that's saying something. So, uh, so beyond these guys, yeah. So we 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 have what we have, and the Premier League are going to induct six more players, and we as the fans can vote, um, and for the sake of time and whatever and. Yeah, because it's our show. We're going to choose three. Jay, out of the names, here's the list, guys. Um, you will tell me who you submit and who you think should be added to the Hall of Fame, along with Shira and Thierry Henry. There is Tony Adams, David Beckham, Dennis Burkamp, Saul Campbell, Eric Cantona, Andy Cole, Ashley Cole, Didier Drogba, Les Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, Robbie Fowler, Steven Gerrard, Roy Keane, Frank Lampard, Matt Letizia, Michael Owen, Peter Schmeichel, Paul Scholes, John Terry, Robin Van Persie, Nemanja Vidic, Patrick Vieira, and Ian Wright. You, so who are your three? My three, my three. I, I first have to say I only see one keeper in this list, and the greatest keeper in the Premier League era is Peter Schmeichel. I mean, oh, oh, Peter Cech is special. Um, Van der Sar is special, but... When you think United, Ferguson, the first keeper that comes to your mind is Schmeichel. Travel keeper, Schmeichel. FA Cup, league runs, Schmeichel. I mean, Schmeichel was legendary. He, 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 was, he was the wall, basically. He sh- stopped any shot that came to him. And, I mean, when you look at the fact that certain countries are, are not big because of the number of talents that they produce, not to mean Danish greats. Sure, the ones that are prominent are very good names, but... Peter Schmeichel and his postons were good genes because Casper Schmeichel is a, is a decent keeper himself. So I think synonymous with United's success in the Premier League era, I, I, I'd have to give him the plaudits. And I'm going to go 
Man United heavy because I think it has been a Man United era uh, at the very least until the 90s, recent times. Yeah, the nineties, mid two thousands, and then came Chelsea, and then came City. Because even when even when we were jostling with Arsenal, we were still in there with a shout with the fine. Arsenal take a league cup, we'll take an FA Cup. Arsenal take an FA Cup, we'll take a league. We were still in and about there. So I mean, yeah. Then he went to join the enemy, Irving Bailey City, and the famous picture of Gary Neville wanting to shake hands with him because you, you've crossed sides. You're now the enemy. Shows of the rivalry, but I mean, there's, there's still lots of respect. And then I have to put in there my favorite English United player of all time, Paul Scholes, because Paul Scholes was magic. Paul Scholes would ping a pass. I think he could do it with his eyes closed, but because we are Tony he'd open his eyes and a pass. <laughs> uh, I, I, he'd ping it a- anywhere you wanted. Paul Scholes would put it there for you. And there's the legendary Paul Scholes shot from the outside, outside the box. That, that was unstoppable, whether it's, it's bouncing under the crossbar. But, I mean, to, to an extent, though, like, you know, when we're playing PlayStation, there's that narrative. Which if I get the ball with Scholes, I don't care what the numbers it. are, we're 18. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> I'm going to try to recreate. <laughs> I'm going to try to recreate what I see on TV. And look, man, I mean, you, when you get products and, 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 and comments from Mabuzidan, Nabuchayi, the, the most underrated player or the player we would have liked to play with or player that we admire from the English Premiership is Paul Scholes. If Zidane and the Chavis are saying that it must be a special talent. And I'm going to pause there and give you, give it to you. So I have Paul Scholes as well. Um, yeah. it, is, it is something that you cannot deny that Manchester United painted this this league red for the longest time and of or when i was thinking about of the players who are integral to 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 that dominance under sir alex um i mean scores has eight premier league titles so does neville uh so does gigs so they're the guys who stayed for the longest time and when i think about a, a, a roy Keane as well and i think about a david beckham and even a, a schmeichel um to some extent even though he walked away after 99 mm. I think the best of the 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 Fergie's fledglings and beyond is Paul Scholes. Uh, it's a pity because in in the England national team he wasn't, and in the English uh, con- like collective consciousness he wasn't as appreciated as 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 other guys or as he would have been if he was playing on the continent. Mm. And it is actually a high praise when you get a Zinedine Zidane or a Chavi, uh masters in their positions in a similar position played by Scholes, say the things that they say about Scholes and speak so glowingly of him and my opinion of him as well. The thing that always comes to mind is 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 that David Beckham to Paul Scholes from the corner and like they just pull it off. Mm. You know? And you the one thing Scholes didn't do, he didn't tackle. Oh, <laughs> that was a running joke. Th- that was the best thing. That was like the other thing about it. Could, I don't know if he even cared about it. And he never improved on it. And the, the thing is, card. you didn't... In the English game, where your, your, your box-to-box midfielders, you expect them to be able to do that. Him not ever developing that skill did not take away one iota from how great um, the Ginger Ninja was. You know, So Scholes goes in, in, in there for me. And... The other two guys I have is is is, is Frank Lampard, um, actually, and I like I was a bit surprised when I thought about this, but there comes a point where you cannot deny the numbers, you cannot deny the impact caused by the numbers. Frank Lampard being uh, last I checked, I, I think the third leading goal scorer in in, in 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 Premiership history, if not the third, is in the top five easily, and he's easily the the highest goal scoring midfielder in 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 the Premier League 
era, you know, not the prettiest footballer to watch. He actually exemplifies yeah. what Chelsea are about. It's not about style. It's not about panache. It's about results. It's about getting the job done. And Frank Lampard just managed to do that. And when you when you get a guy who's coming from midfield and who's giving you 15 goals a season, that's a boon in, in, in your team. That is not something any of the other teams can boast. And that is a weapon that you would rather have on your team than have in the opposition um and as 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 Mourinho was saying that back when he was coaching uh early on in the chelsea days a guy like frank at 23 was a man you know mm-hmm. uh, it, it it feels as if he just stepped onto the scene suddenly when Mourinho um took over chelsea and when he did he just kept running with it i was i was trying to figure out between him and terry who was the more important of 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 those chelsea teams and I, I, I have to give it by a hair to Frank Lampard, and which is why I have him ahead of, of John Terry. And the last, the last um, person that I have is Steven Gerrard. And he is unique because of most of, 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 of the guys on that list, they've all won a Premier League title. Mm-hmm. He hasn't. Um, and sadly, we know uh, when he came closest, his personal involvement in why that did not happen. The but. I think about Steven Gerrard and I'll and, and I'll I'll eulogize him in this way. I if you ever get the opportunity and I'll probably say this again on on this podcast if I haven't said it before. Go to YouTube and watch the highlights of the 2006 FA Cup final against West Ham uh, which is dubbed the Gerrard final. On one leg when he was cramping up cramping, in the one yeah. leg, he 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 gave a performance for the ages when Liverpool were about to lose that final time running out. On a single leg, he unleashes the most devastating shot from distance, a, a Steven Gerrard mm-hmm. special. And that was the, the, those were the things that Steven Gerrard was capable of. He was dragging this Liverpool team to relevance for so many years um, by himself. And I think that kind of monumental effort from those commentaries that you hear, the boy, the boy's a genius, that's, that's Steven Gerrard that they're referring to over there. Um, and to his many, many shots from distance that are just from impossible angles, and he was, he was, he he was just a great play, great player. Uh, this is why Chelsea wanted to get him, and if Chelsea did get him, they were going to destroy the league. Well, maybe not, maybe, because yeah, we saw what happened with him and Lampard. But maybe if they're playing week in week out together, they figure it out. And if they do, it was just going to be a devastating pair. But Steven Gerrard, one of my favorite players. So he goes in there as well. Would have been Frank, Gerard. When do they want him? At the very beginning. Something After the two thousand five uh Champions League fight. In two thousand and five, two thousand four, two thousand five. And he actually came close. That Sunday, that yeah. Champions League win actually dissuaded him Captain, from leaving his beloved yeah. Liverpool. Captain fantastic. I He's another one who was making built, decisions with his heart. They like Shira built, and yeah, Kane. Like Shira, which is what the English love. Well, I want to say England, I want to win, lose or throw as long as you choose us. I mean, they're a built machine. If you have maybe Uparak, we have Ulampad, Deco, we have Ucharad. But we don't know. I mean, I also have TVG in there because, as you're saying, in a team that was struggling for years and years and years, the shining light was TVG. Granted, there was a Robbie Fowler, there was a Michael Owen, there was a Torres, there was a Suarez. Great talents. And never once did those guys play at a level that was above TVG. Yes, they gave better performances and they were stars in that particular season, but... Suarez had confidence. So okay, I'm in a team with this guy. Torres hit those heights because I'm in, I'm in a partnership with this guy. Because Gerard is 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 you know you know how how 
that 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 DC United um, highlight that we see of Rooney running all the way back, yeah, try, yeah was a market ball and then putting an assist. Gerard was that guy as a move and still provide an assist. So he understood every single role that was required of a, of a midfielder, box to box. The true definition of a box to box. Yeah, passing was excellent, shooting was excellent, tackling was excellent, engine for days, and then you can compliment whoever is the front man. And it was a consummate leader. So I mean. And, and and not only are we talking about one or two seasons, that, that that was Gerard throughout his career. Even in the slip, Jay, he was the one still leading that team. It was unfortunate to which that's what happened. He fell to a Mourinho masterminded tactic, Demba Ball punished. But I mean, they were so close. And because of Gerard, they were so close. Because, because of Gerard. Gerard. Yes. So, I mean, uh, that's, that's my third pick. I have to say I agree with you on that. And then lastly, Jay... Um, on our agenda. So there was Super League and Super League happened and then it fell and it died. But now, seemingly, I don't know if this is good news for you or you'll tell me how you feel. The owner of Spotify, uh, Daniel something, I didn't quite check his name, I'll call it now. And three Arsenal legends, which is Dennis Burkham, Thierry Henry and Dennis, no, Dennis Burkham, Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira are looking to make a bid to buy Arsenal. Now, this, this, this looks like a good move because, one, you've got the guy with the money, which is the Spotify guy. But then you've got Arsenal legends, people who are in charge of the club, who actually give excuse me, a damn about football, which is what people are looking for. May I have an owner of the club who cares about the club, the one who is interested in actual football, not just the business of it. So if it does pull through, it would be amazing. But, Jay, what do you think of that? that does, do you think that changes Arsenal's fortunes should that ever go through? I don't know, and this is why I'm cautious about it. Um, Daniel Ek is the name of um, yeah. of the guy. So last week I was on I was on here calling for Beckham and Neville to form an ownership group and take over Manchester United. Right? Mm. It is not only because they are club legends and they're familiar with uh, Manchester United and Manchester United runs in their veins. That is a big motivating factor. But it was also accompanied with the knowledge that David Beckham and Gary Neville at present are club owners. Mm. So while they do not own a club in the premiership or at that level, they have experience that they call can, can call back to. Mm. So they both own Salford and then Beckham over Miami. Into Miami, well. yes. Yeah, into Miami. So with 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 Arsenal, right? You would think then, okay, see the players and you hear the owner of Spotify who says that he grew up as an Arsenal fan and it's like it's great. And that is a that is a start. Um and the reason I'd like to play devil's advocate for for a moment. Mm. Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, in their life post playing play, play playing football, they have been what you may define as abject failures. Uh in in, in, in in the spots that they've gone where they've ended up as coaches, um, and in the case of, of Vieira when he left City um, as well, they've not had any success, Chuck. Yeah. And they therefore, outside of them being football players, there's nothing on their resume that tells me that, okay, these guys know how to lead teams, which is the positions that they had as coaches and executives, to lead teams to victory. In the case of Dennis Burkham, Dennis Burkham went back to Ajax and he was a youth coach and I think he hasn't coached there since 2017. I'm not certain what he's currently doing. And then the Spotify owner. For me, here comes another billionaire who's looking to buy the team. 
and I am I am I am cautious to get excited by it simply because he stated that he is an Arsenal fan. Man, that would be he, that statement and him having these guys on board would be the greatest front to him owning the team and just going ahead and doing exactly what Stan Kroenke has been doing because what we need to know uh, and I suppose we cannot have these guarantees until he's actually in in the driver's seat will he invest in the team in a way that the present owner hasn't invested but having said that I want Kroenke out of Arsenal and about the options one. are limited because there are there are but like a handful of people who've got pockets deep enough to go and buy a football club for what maybe two three billion pounds, and this this if if the, if those guys are not as I'm saying just a front for him to go do exactly what Stan has been doing, and they can come together and figure out actually an actual plan to make Arsenal successful again, then yeah I'm on board, um, but I have to see it. Yeah, I think it's, it's, for you it's an episode of seen it all before, and just because you say you love the club, because what else are you gonna say before you turn? You let have me to say you let turn. me say this, Jack. We have no reason in this world to trust billionaires, none whatsoever, unless they're Batman. Anyway, I think Jay, as much as Usho Terry and and Uviara have failed where they have failed, do you not think maybe that in the capacity maybe Oyewan is in charge of scouting and transfers, Omunya is the director of football, Omunya is head of whatever, whatever, that they can do a better job because coaching or managing is a totally different role because I think w- one thing that is positive about our Thierry Henry is their overall love and, and, and investment in football, but they're still a part of the game. I know the fabric of the club. I have a passion for coaching. I'm 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 willing to learn, and, and I, I I put myself in these situations. Even though in Monaco was a failure, I was like, okay, I still want another coaching gig. I, I still wanna I wanna make it a success. Yes, I failed to begin with, but I wanna make it a success. And it could be like, oh, let me quote, oh, Jorginho, the one that the Chelsea fans love. Oh, see, I think, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Frank, oh, feeling it was good, Mara. Maybe Chelsea was a bit too big for him because he missed a couple of steps. Maybe with Thierry, there will be a major jump from EEE. It was Monaco, and then I don't know where he's at now. I think it's... Um, is it Montreal? Montreal, there we go. To Arsenal. I know that's, 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 that's another league in jail altogether. But I think the determination and the fact that Vieira is still involved. He was involved with City for the longest time, and he, now he's still coaching somewhere else, and Burkett was at Ajax. I feel that that could be, I mean, the beginning of something. It's... I mean, they could be fronts. It could just be the faces to sell whatever it is that, that Daniel Ek wants to do. But if you have those, I mean, it's better than what you have now. For me, it, it I'd give them a you know, go if, if, if it was possible. You know what it is, Chuck? You know, for example, the rumors that are swirling that perhaps um, Aaron van der Sar might be roped in to fill uh, Edward Wood's position. Hmm. You've seen what van der Sar has done at Ajax. He's got, he's, he's got a resume that says that He's been involved in a particular capacity and he's been successful. We have not seen anything from any of these guys. And that is not to take away from the fact that they can do the job, right? Mm. We just don't know. What I'm saying is we just don't yet know. And it would actually be so disastrous if they are part of this um, takeover and they have integral roles in, in trying to build Arsenal back up to the places where Thierry Henry, for example, is quoted as saying that he doesn't recognize Arsenal right now, mm-hmm. right? And if they are unable to take them back there, it, it it's going to leave a sour taste in the mouth because 
how do we how do we protest against the guy who's got a statue outside of the stadium you know and all those uh, the hall of fame and all those other legends mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and with a resume um if actually i bring it back to stan Kroenke, it's actually strange um uh, maybe that's that's the word i will use uh it's it's, it's perplexing that stan Kroenke, right he mm-hmm. also is the owner of the los angeles rams in the nfl and the denver nuggets in the nba and if you look at his two other sports franchises the la rams were in the super bowl three years ago mm-hmm. and they've just recently acquired matt stafford a quarterback from the detroit lions who's one of the better quarterbacks in the league and they're probably going to be challenging for a, another super bowl either this as soon as this season upcoming or in the not too distant future and the denver nuggets the denver nuggets lost just last season in the nba they were one of the four best teams in the league and this season they have got an exciting and talented um roster of young players and they are going to be in contention for a few years to come so if you look at that you would then think to yourself it's a maybe it's only a matter of time before the he fixes it this side for whatever reason it's not translating to the the epl into arsenal and maybe that's why he was one of the guys pushing for a salary cap and a a, a reform of football to be more like american leagues because maybe that is the arena that he knows how to build a, a successful team in so that's a guy with a resume but who's failed these are guys who we don't know what we're gonna get from them and we are just going to presume that they will be successful just because they've got the arsenal dna this is something that we've been speaking about often that coaches are hired at at these big teams because they've got history with the teams as players we don't we don't we don't we don't know what they're going to do because they've not proven themselves prior to that this is why Jorginho was saying what he was saying Mm -hmm. you know because why have you hired this guy for like is there any other reason apart from nepotism Mm. so yeah i am i am i am cautiously excited the excitement part is that stern krunke will be out of arsenal and i'm cautious because i don't exactly know what they will bring to the table i see let's roll the dice let's get them in this morning because i mean people keep saying they they keep vouching like they did for ollie like they did for oh frank like they did for Ponjo the guy who was a caretaker for everton the big striker ferguson duncan ferguson yeah, duncan, they keep vouching he knows the club he's from there the people were vouching for even now uh, the other hall of famer to go and manage newcastle he failed him <laughs> exactly you know but the the reason jay is always with he knows. What, do you think that that whole thing with Ubuyala is, is overrated and it's nonsense? It's nepotism, Chuck. But why Bayakulmanga? He knows because because you know Uzulungis. And I don't know where they get that from. What 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 history are they looking at? That just be, just because you love this institution, then again goes to prove love by itself is not enough. What else? What other skills do you have well, to bring to it. make this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we end up as the fans being heard. You know, I mean, at Arsenal, for example, um, Freddie Lundberg was caretaker for a little while, and that, that was club. bad. Yeah, that was, that was bad. You know, yeah. and at least you can you can you can solve that very quickly. Walks away, you get on Twitter. It was a comment that he was giving. Postman's never want Freddie. Do you still want this job? Or Freddie didn't look like he wanted for the long term. Yeah, it was like nah. This is beyond him. So what happens when that's the only? it's easy to get rid of a manager mm. it's not so easy to get rid of like Someone owners because if mm. god forbid they take over arsenal and then we're talking about arsenal three years from now like they battling relegation what what is going to happen what is going to become of the club so 
the only thing that Arsenal need is that if the new owners come in, put put money into the team. Just put money into the team because Kroenke is rich, but he's also stingy. Quick fire, last question before we go to actual gambling with our betting picks. When uh, or how soon do you think Arsenal finish above Tottenham? Next season. That's all I need. So let's go into our betting picks. Um, if not this season. So yeah, that's this is a Could happen. possibility. Not like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just my boy. Keep the people safe out there. Yes, we are about to give you guys our betting tips. We'll give you ten in total, five from each of us, and you can pick and choose which ones you may want to play. And I say may because we are not shepherding you into gambling because gambling can be addictive and you can lose a lot of money while doing so so if you're going to partake in gambling please do so with money that you can afford to lose and please do not point to us as inspirations for you to do so anyway so um i'll go with my 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 five picks first and then chuck will follow uh mine are actually pretty simple and in this order all of them is a straight win for the team that i will give you and under four and a half goals in that game, we've got Man City to win against Palace, Chelsea to win against Fulham, Tottenham to win against Sheffield, Sporting over in Portugal to win against CD Nacional, and Inter Milano to win against Crotone. And as I'm saying, all of them under four and a half. And if you want to be on, on the safe side, you can select these teams or a draw and under four and a half goals. Chuck. Over to you. I don't quite see that we have a duplicate of Tottenham and Sheffield, but not to worry. I've got the Newcastle and Arsenal game to fit in. Um, you know, actually I'll replace that with the Barca Valencia. Let's go. So I've got Leicester City versus Southampton, and I'm saying Leicester, picking Leicester to win, under four and a half goals, under four and a half goals in that game. We've got the big game of the weekend in the EPL, Liverpool versus United. I'm going for a draw. Maybe with goals, maybe without goals, I'm going for a draw. Um, fiction number three, we have Valencia against Barcelona, and it's a home game for Valencia, and I still think Barcelona win. I think they have to win. It's the only thing they can win this season. That is the league. It's in their hands. If they win this game, well, if they win the game on Thursday, they could potentially go, f- go first in the league, and this is just a main... Barcelona have already won a cup. Ah, Le Copa Anban. Okay, that's correct. Anywho, and then we've got Newcastle and Arsenal. Newcastle have a bit of fight in them, um, but not enough to beat Arsenal. I don't think so. But Arsenal are not clinical. I think they're down in the dumps again. I'll go for a draw. Um, I don't know about the availability of Lacazette and Aubameyang. So I'm going for the draw on this one. And then lastly, i got Burnley against West Ham. Burnley somehow have got goals in them of late. Tangaz Ganja, I know from where, but Chris Wood is a threat. And West Ham have goals as well. And they give and they take. By a quarter and they concede. So definitely, I'm saying... Both teams to score and definitely over two and a half goals in that fixture. Cool. Guys, thank you for joining us on this Hall of Fame worthy episode. Um, we will induct the first two people in the two up front Hall of Fame. I wonder who that would be. But yeah, guys, please do find us um, on the socials. You can find us at two up front pod on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at J underscore Zulu. And Chuck is at Chuck2Up on the Twitter. All right, guys, hit us up on the social media and give us your picks for Hall of Fame. Which three players would you add to the inductees who are already there, which is Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer? Also, tell us, what does a win for Man City mean in the Carabao Cup? Is it more of the same? Does it tell us anything more? Or are we just 
making something about nothing. And then lastly, the potential takeover of Arsenal. Do you want it to happen or don't you want it to happen? I mean, it could be club legends back at the game. Give us your thoughts. This is Chuck and I'm out.